This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learn something. Good morning, Jenny. Hey, Clan. How are you today? I'm good. How about you? I'm, I'm tired. I had another one of those nights where I didn't sleep. I mean, I slept for the first half of the night, and then I woke up, and then just couldn't get back to sleep. Um, but other than that, um, I'm, I'm good. I got to figure out a way for me to not sleep on the days that that we're not recording a podcast and then sleep on the days that we are so that yeah. my my speech is more more coherent mm-hmm. and my thoughts like actually <laughs> I can string them together and they make sense but here we are again with me on a lack of sleep so awesome great anyway so it's often like last time we talked about the 10 general physical skills and I had a lot with or not we talked we didn't even talk about that last time did we we well, we mentioned it. We talked about what is fitness, mm-hmm. and we did, yeah. Um, so I had stuff prepared because it felt more prepared. Today I walk in, and my question is, "What are we talking about today?" <laughs> <laughs> so this will be more conversational, probably. Yeah, um, but this is a good this is a good topic for conversation. Oh yeah, for sure. So what are we talking about today? So, so we're going to talk about scaling. Scaling. Scaling workouts. Ah, not like le- leopards, not leopard. Fish? See. I'm going to go home. I'm going to start all over. Lizard skin. Lizards. Leopards, lizards, you know, scaly. Not that kind of scaling. No, not that kind of scaling. Okay. Cool. Well, what what is scaling, Jenny? Well, before we get into <laughs> scaling. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about what is a prescribed workout. Ooh. So that we can yeah. move from there. So mm-hmm. you program workouts. Mm-hmm. I do. When you write a workout, you write a prescribed version of that workout. Yep. And what does that mean? That means I have an intended stimulus for the workout. Like okay, this is the purpose of this workout and this is how I want the body to respond to this workout. That is written for the fittest person in the community. I write them for maybe our community. It's a little skewed a little bit towards our specific community, but often when you see workouts written, they're just written for the fittest broadly. And that's where it starts. So that workout is written, the person that wrote it, wrote it with a specific person, maybe not, maybe a specific individual, but maybe a, a person that has a certain level of fitness. So it is going to be challenging to them and deliver the results that they want from that specific training session for that athlete. That would be what prescribed workout is. Is that? Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So as Clayton just said, he, when we look at a workout, it is prescribed for some of the more higher level athletes. Mm-hmm. We are not all high level athletes. No. So for some of us to be able to maintain the intention of the workout, yeah. We need to scale the yeah. workout. The workout has 225 pound power cleans in it. <laughs> and the heaviest thing you've ever power cleaned is 65 pounds. Yeah. Then that workout wasn't written for you. No. It doesn't mean you can't do a version of that workout. Correct. Right? But that doing it as it was written was not written for you and your level of fitness. Correct. Yeah. So 
why we we wanted to talk about this today because some people just get so upset mm-hmm. that they have to scale the workout. Yeah. But what do we say all the time? Scaling is cool. Scaling is cool. S- scale for life. Scale for life. Because honestly, and we've talked about this how many times, we want functional fitness and longevity. Mm-hmm. If we were to try to attempt to come in and do these workouts prescribed every day, you're not going to. You would fail every day. Every day you'd fail. Most people. Emotionally, would fail. physically, probably end up curled up in a ball for some reason and yeah. hurt. Yeah. So for sure. it's not an effective way. So no. we scale because scaling is cool, scaling for life. And scaling is how we actually see progress. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, this is how I'm going to get through the workout is by scaling it and making the workout less than. I think that's a mindset that people get. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll probably talk more about this. But but it's part of the progression for getting you stronger and faster and fitter so that you can do get closer and closer and closer to doing it as prescribed. Correct. But that doing it as prescribed shouldn't even be the goal, right? Maybe that person that you've written that work, the workout was written for is like someone that is probably young and incredibly fit. And that's like their capacity to, to do that. Maybe that's not, I mean, maybe you're not young. Maybe you have other limitations, like years of shoulder injuries or like any number of things. There's there's just no, it's not in the cards for you. It's not that you're ever going to be that fit to be able to do that workout. So right. that that's not the goal. It's just a starting point Correct. for us to then scale and explore what's appropriate for you. So how do we scale? Let's go down that. Okay. Let's go down that trail. Mm. How do we scale? There's a lot of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of different reasons. But we can scale by reducing the amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, we often do that for new people that say we, we have a workout written and the, the number of repetitions is written for someone that has years and years of experience. Someone that's within their in their first week their body is not at a place where they can handle doing that amount of work and not be just ridiculously sore and not be able to get back in the gym. But, um, but it's just not whether they can handle it or not. It's not going to help them progress in the way that we want them to progress. So we scale the reps back by reducing them. Yep. So maybe reducing some of that intensity that comes with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our, our charter, the CrossFit charter is mechanics, consistency, yeah. and intensity. Mm-hmm. So we want to, like, I'm not in any way worried about intensity for a while for with new people. I just want to see them move well and do it consistently. Yeah. And so if we have too many repetitions, that ability to do the mechanics consistency, doesn't matter how slowly they do it, mm-hmm. if, if they're working on their... 150th air squat and they've only ever done like 25 air squats before in their life. Like there's no way they're going to maintain consistent quality. And if they're doing that many reps, so we want to reduce them. Yep. I like that you, uh, you brought up mechanics because movements is one of my, yeah, that we look at a lot too for scaling. Um, I'm going to use like the strict press as a example Mm -hmm. because sometimes people, Actually, handstand push-up and strict press. 
that we have handstand push-ups written into our programming. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton of people that just walk off the street that can just easily do a handstand push-up. No, I haven't haven't seen that. No. So using our mechanics and our movements, we can do other things so that you're just not expected to be, you know, throwing your legs up a wall, going down into a push-up, and then pushing those legs back up a wall. You know, we can change those movements and using the same mechanics like giving somebody a barbell or some dumbbells having them do a push press that we're still working on that pushing motion Mm -hmm. this is one thing that we always talk about with our newer athletes don't get freaked out about what is on the board because we can change those movements quite quite easily yeah and we think about the like i mean when we're scaling like we scale to preserve the intended stimulus this like the what were the intent of the workout that's the word you used i love that i like that word um but so that that as a whole but then as you were just talking about we also scale to preserve the intent of an individual movement so if we break down what a handstand push-up is yes you're upside down and there is value in that but maybe that's not in your wheelhouse yet or or ever that's fine but what is it mechanically it boils down to an upper body press right you just happen to be upside down and you're pushing your body weight but let's just get you right side up and push some dumbbells or some shoulder like or a barbell we're still doing an upper body press we're pressing pressing above the head Mm -hmm. instead of like out in front of us like a bench press or a push up something like that and we can get the same sort of pressing in the same plane but to take that a step further, maybe your overhead position is junky. Maybe you've had shoulder injuries. Maybe there's just years of like bad positions in chronic repetitive motion stuff from their, their job or whatever. And maybe that overhead position is just not the best thing for them to do. Well then let's change even that, the direction of the press. It's okay to do a push up, yeah. just a regular push up yep. or a bench press or Something else that is an upper body press, yeah, it's not exactly the same direction, but we're still using the shoulder mm-hmm. to create strength and create stability and to challenge, like keep the midline tight while we're doing that. Like, all those things are very, very similar to what we'd be doing in a handstand push-up. Yeah, it's modified a little bit, scaled back a little bit, but we've made it appropriate and we've preserved as much of the intent of that movement. Yeah as we can and that's totally cool like that's it is cool it's like not even like uh i guess that's cool no that's really cool like the fact that we can do that it's not like you have you have to do it it's a one or a zero on or off yes or no it is let's pick a movement and scale this workout so that it is appropriate for you to preserve the intent so you continue to get fitter that is so cool that we can do that I'm thinking of some of our, um, we've had some newer athletes mm-hmm. who um, have not intentionally moved their body in a very long time. Okay. We're talking middle school. Mm-hmm. And watching them get excited to scale burpees because they felt like such a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. as they were scaling their burpees. And that they were able to I watched her face the other day during a workout she was so excited because she did the same amount of reps but we just scaled that movement back Mm -hmm. for her just a smidge yeah and she 
was just ecstatic. Yeah. Because she did, I'm using air quotes, like everybody else did. Mm -hmm. And she did it. Yeah. She still did all 21 burpees that she was supposed to do. Yeah. She was just scaled a little bit on, she was just doing them down onto some mats. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. The scaling of movements, another way that we do that is we can reduce the complexity. Mm-hmm. So maybe the workout calls for a push jerk and we're like, yeah, we're still, we're still working on that. We'll work on that in like practice and during the warm up and developing that skill, but maybe they're not going to be, we're not going to be able to do those in a way that's going to preserve the intent for the workout. So maybe we'll have them do a push press or something yeah. reduce the complexity yeah. a little bit. Um, or people that are still learning to do the Olympic lifts, like the snatch or the, the clean. Sometimes I will say, let's just not do it from the floor today. Let's mm-hmm. do it from the hang and we'll reduce some of the complexity in the movement. So you have less to think about and you can work on, I mean, there are plenty complicated from from the hang position and we can just reduce that a little bit so that they have a little bit more brain capacity to to focus on fewer things and and do them better and then we can combine all of these things Mm -hmm. we can scale the reps and scale the movement and reduce complexity and like and in an infinite number of combinations and infinite infinite ways Mm -hmm. and that's how we get better yeah what else you got? We are talking about the reps, the movements, time mm-hmm. is another one. Yeah. Because we uh, talk about how we do some long AMRAPs. Mm-hmm. So some AMRAPs can be 30 minutes. Yeah. That's okay to scale it to 20. Mm-hmm. Or we've even done the amount of time, like you're on a bike, on a row, or how much time you're out running, all yeah. the distance, time, those things can kind of combine yeah. together. So- for example, if it's a 400 meter run mm-hmm. and we have like, this needs to be as a part of this whole workout, we want the run to be about a two minute run yep. or less Then, rather than saying, Oh, you're just gonna go run 400 meters and it take, takes you, takes you five, six minutes per, maybe then that's, we're spending two more time running than we want to spend for that workout. Correct. So, Hey, here, here's a stopwatch. Go out for a run, run out for a minute, and then run back. And then, like, maybe you won't get the full 400 meters, but you're spending that that two minutes running, and that's going to get you closer to that. And maintaining the stimulus for the whole workout because we're not spending more time on the one aspect than we than we want. And then the last one I have on our on my list on how we scale is the weight. Oh yeah, always, always, every every day, <laughs> every day, every day. Yeah. Like going back to those 225 pound power cleans, like yeah. I, I've never cleaned that much once no. in my life. No. So if a workout and there are workouts that are like hero workouts or other workouts that that comes up, but that's the prescribed load. I just try to understand like, is this supposed to feel heavy? And that's what our coaches are great at is explaining like, is this is supposed to feel heavy or no, this is supposed to be like pretty moderate. You can like do, you know, sets of seven or so to kind of work through this stuff or no, this should be light and be able to just do big sets unbroken. Then, then I pick a weight that is appropriate for me to for you. Oh, yeah. you just got it right there. Yeah. That's the key that we say to everybody. Yeah. What's appropriate for you. Cause yeah. it's not going to be same the same as the athlete next to you. No. Cause it's all based off of your own body's perspective. Yeah. And you scale intelligently for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part of that intelligently, well, 
you use that term and now I'm going to go down a rabbit trail, but this idea, like it, it, scaling is cool. It is awesome. It is imperative. It is the program. Yeah. Though doing it as written as prescribed is not actually doing CrossFit because you're missing the preservation of the intent. It's easy to fall into a rut on how we scale. Yes. And so that's where that intelligently thing comes into play of like, yes, I need to scale, but I also am here to get fitter. Right. So how do I scale intelligently so I continue to see growth, but not like push myself so much that I am not keeping the intent of the workout. And yeah. Anyway. No, um, that was another thing I had written down is, and you, that's a great segue to it is that yes, we want to scale intelligently appropriately to keep the stimuli of the workout. And on the flip side, to gain our fitness, Mm -hmm. we want to move that dial of scaling. Yeah. Because we also, sometimes we get down on ourselves and we're like, yeah, I I cannot do a Mm push-up. But that doesn't mean you have to scale a push-up the same way every single time. No, I'd recommend you don't. Correct. But there is also that waiver that we need to switch things up on our scaling so that we can see the dial of fitness mm-hmm. to work towards the push-up. And even if a push-up is never, how many times do we hear, I'm never going to get a push-up. Okay, but we can work really hard to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can change in numerous ways yeah. to work on that push-up. And I think the biggest thing I try to instill is let's not get in a rut. Let's yeah. not always go to the same scaling. Yeah. And that's what coaches are for. Mm-hmm. And we learn from each other and other athletes on how can I change this yeah. so I can work towards that. Yeah. So just like our workouts are constantly varied. Um, they're not random, but constantly varied. Our scaling should be varied as well so that we are, for scaling to try to progress, if like, hey, I can't do a push-up, but I want to be able to get to a push-up. Mm-hmm. If we keep doing the same scaling option, it's not going to challenge our body in the way that it needs to adapt and to develop the push-up over time. We need to, each one of those scaling things, while great and awesome and super important, are maybe missing something. Maybe it's missing some of the midline demand, like holding that plank in the push-up. Maybe it's giving you too much assistance on the way up and not any on the way down like i don't there's a lot of different ways we scale a push-up yeah right um so just trying to adapt those or change those different things vary those so that we continue to see progress toward that push-up on the other side of that coin i think it's also important to remember that at least in our gym and my mindset about why we work out in the first place is i don't do push-ups because i want to be good at push-ups right what is the intent of the push-up? Correct. It's the upper body press. It's mm-hmm. to help build strength in my upper body so that I can go and do whatever it is in my life that demands some upper body strength and I have the requisite strength to do that. So if me scaling push-ups for the rest of my life delivers the requisite strength that I need to do everything else in my life with ease, mm-hmm. then why would I ever need to feel bad about not doing a push-up? Because I'm getting out of the program what my life needs. And that's a, a hard thing to, like that's a lens that's often 
easy to to miss. It's a hard thing to like maintain that lens over things like, oh, this person next to me can do push-ups. Well, I need to be able to do push-ups. I'm like, great. I would love to help you get push-ups. Let's push to do that. That's that's like, but not because check you can do push-ups, Correct. but because that means you're going to be overall fitter and your like your quality of life and all that stuff will be better yeah. because you can do them. And yeah, that's that's the reason the reason we scale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What other thoughts? I see wheels. Uh, I got all turning. kinds of thoughts. So um, if we go back to our um, what is fitness part one episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we talked about work capacity, our definition of, of fitness being work capacity expressed across broad time and modal domains. And we talked about that force times distance divided by time is the mathematical equation that is that is fitness. Like that's how we figure out what our work capacity is for a specific thing we we covered all that in another episode so if you haven't listened to that go back listen i'm not going to rehash it what's interesting is if we're like if we're pursuing that increased work capacity let's take a workout like like grace 30 clean and jerks for time i can do that workout as prescribed with 135 and it will take me i don't know however long it takes me but if i scale it to 125 or 115 or 120, something like that, I will be able to move a little bit faster. And even though I'm moving less load, because I can move, because I'm moving less load faster, I'm actually pushing my work capacity. So there is benefit to, like that's one of the ways it plays out that scaling actually helps us get fitter is because we're pushing, we're able to push that work capacity if we, choose the movements, scale the movements appropriately. If I did that all the time, if my goal is to be able to do grace prescribed at 135 pounds and every time I pick up a barbell, I do 115 or underneath, I'm never going to adapt to to do the one to 135. Like I've got to have heavy days and other days where I do touch that heavy weight and try to lift more. But we can't do that all the time. It's that kind of that varying on like, maybe there are some days that you scale because it is something that you need to push the intensity. You need to push your work capacity and get in co- uncomfortable in those ways. And then there are probably other days where you still scale, but you don't scale as much. You're like, okay, today my coach has given me the advice, like this is supposed to feel heavy. I normally scale like my clean and jerks to 95 pounds today i'm gonna push it i'm gonna do 105 i'm gonna do 110 yeah it'll take me a little bit longer mm-hmm. but it's gonna be like what it takes you two minutes longer mm-hmm. for you know a workout that's you know everyone else is i mean it's people are finishing somewhere between 12 and 18 minutes and you finish it 16 minutes instead of 14 minutes that day like you're still within the intended stimulus of the workout and you've pushed the envelope a little bit on on the weight there's that i like that there's a way of of depending on the movements but scaling is a way of doing progressions Mm -hmm. for getting better at higher skill movements Mm -hmm. like pistols or handstand Mm push-ups or those sorts of things um muscle ups right the often the scaling options are the steps that you need to develop and so a good coach is going to lay out these are the like the levels to this and you do this until 
you can do this proficiently and then the next challenging level of a muscle up is doing it this way and um so we scale and we build capacity and then we try the next difficult next difficulty up and when we step up to that it's like oh I don't have the capacity in this. And so then you're back down to almost feeling like you're starting over just because the, the technical side of it got more challenging and you have to learn those things, but it's a, so it's not a perfectly linear progression, but it is a progression, um, where you go up and go up. Um, but it's also okay to do a regression, right? Like some days, I mean, right now I'm in the middle of a big project and it's, taking up all of my time and I'm working out about two days a week and I can feel that the, the edge of the end of the spear is getting dull. And my fitness is like, I'm not in no way in danger of becoming unfit, but like there are like, if we were to do a super heavy deadlift day right now, I would not, my body is not prepared. does not have that kind of that volume of an experience, like recent experience to, to do something like that. So I would scale a heavy deadlift day right now because I would just destroy my back if if I tried to maintain my my usual numbers on that and that's totally fine because yes. it's just a season and when this project is over then I will get back into regular training again and get back up to so that ebb and flow is part of life I mean nothing else in life is like oh yeah I did this last time so I'm going to come in this next time and do it exactly like this. I mean I can't think of anything in my life that moves that linearly yeah. that that yeah. smoothly there's always something that that impacts what would be like the ideal thing. So being a, I think we talked about this a little bit, but just the mindset that you have to embrace to be able to scale appropriately and to like leave your ego outside mm-hmm. and say my ego is actually going to set me back. Yeah, this is not the way forward, and not just being okay with that, but being confident in, yeah, scaling is cool. It is the, it is the program. I'm going to scale my deadlifts today because it like, I didn't, I didn't sleep well or I haven't eaten well, mm-hmm. or I've been sitting in a car on vacation mm-hmm. and my hamstrings that are just glued together like plywood. Like, yeah, not a great day to wreck yourself doing, doing deadlifts and that's okay. Yeah. And the other, I'm glad you brought this up because it was actually a topic I was discussing after class yesterday with an athlete is if you are going through, like you have a big project that has a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. that is ebbs and flows. Also with that comes emotional yeah. life. Yeah. And there are some days that you just need to come in and move your body. Mm-hmm. And there's two different ways that we see people do this. Either they come in and they are just angry gorillas and are just going to go balls to the wall. Yeah. But then there's other days where we might need to be a little bit sensitive and be kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. and scaling down to protect our brain Mm -hmm. and our body is also totally okay. And You know, we talk about, we've talked about this before, how our bodies can go into fight or flight. Mm -hmm. That happens when you come into the gym too. And sometimes to be able to handle both things, we just have to scale. And we all, as coaches and athletes, there's a look in somebody's eye when you're like, okay, this person just 
we don't need to talk about it. We're just going to scale. Mm-hmm. And you have to be kind to yourself on those days too. Yeah. And someone was getting upset because they, they're going through a little rough patch. Mm-hmm. And the workout just was going to destroy their soul even more. Nope. Then we completely scaled so they could leave here feeling good. Yeah. Leaving here feeling good is going to set you up for being able to do handle whatever else in life yeah. is maybe not going great. And it's going to make you more likely to want to come back in yes. here and do it again. Yes. And as we've said over and over and over again, it is consistency that mm-hmm. breeds results. Yep. It is not the scaling of one day that sets you back and you are no longer going to have fitness or you're not going to make progress. Mm-hmm. You can, like, yeah, scale all you want you and make yourself feel successful. Yeah. Now, I yeah. will say, I've also seen people come in on bad days mm-hmm. who just really want to sandbag it. I don't like that term, scale. <laughs> but as we know our athletes, mm-hmm. I know that is not what she needed. Yeah. So I pushed her and I got the look mm-hmm. multiple times, but it was the look of, I hate you, but I love you right now because you're pushing me. She wanted to scale back so much, but I know her as an athlete that she was not going to feel good with that when she was done. Yeah. So that's that relationship that you Mm -hmm. get with your coaches that, yeah, I know you want to, I know you say you want to scale this, but I am going to push you a little hard to get you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So we, we scaled it in different ways. Mm -hmm but not the way she thought she was going to scale it. And yes, there was a little, maybe a little tear, maybe a little grumbling of my name. But afterwards, she did say thank you for knowing. I knew what she needed, and she didn't even know what she needed. Yeah. But that is where scaling can, it's in numerous ways. Yeah. And it's okay to change it on the kind of on the fly fly. like that. Like, that's why, I mean... I usually do a pretty decent warm up with my classes. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But one is that I want to see how they're moving. I know how they've said they felt when they came in. Mm-hmm. Not always, but sometimes how our body feels is a lie. There's days where I've felt completely tired and exhausted and hit like a personal record. Yeah. Like, so like I want, to, that is not always the case but I know that those days happen. Um, so I want to not just take them totally at their word. So through a warm up that is somewhat strenuous, like I, that's an opportunity for me to get a whole bunch of information. Like I can see their first squats of the morning and then like 10 minutes later, still do a warm up and see, yeah, their squats still look the same. Mm-hmm. They are not moving well today mm-hmm. or no, they are moving well. And like, they're sweating and they, they, but they have a, like, they're starting to talk a little bit more. They're like, they're feeling like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to do the thing. They're like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to push them a little bit more on their, sure. their, 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 I'm not going to have them scale as much. And even if we, even if we talked about a scaling beforehand, I'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, well, I think you can handle, handle this today. And, um, so that's, that's super important. Other thing I was thinking, we kind of talked around this, but, why scaling is so important is that CrossFit isn't a sweat sesh. This is, it's often done in groups, 
but it is not group fitness like Zumba or a boot camp Mm -hmm. or something where you just come in to get sweaty and burn calories. Mm -hmm. Because there is a specific, generally specific stimulus, like intent for the workout, you can't just come in and like, I mean, you could just come in and go through the motions or whatnot, but it's important to try to scale in that intelligent way because it's not just about burning calories. Like this is part of a larger program that is trying to actually improve your fitness. It's trying to improve those 10 general physical skills that we talked about previously. It's starting to talk about trying to help you be prepared for the unknown and the unknowable. And that doesn't happen just by sweating and burning calories. Like there's different combinations of movements that we're putting together for specific reasons. There's different loads that we're putting together for different reasons, different, like all of this stuff is to elicit a response from your body for increased fitness, not just feeling sweaty and and whatnot. So while yes, scale and some days, some days, like you said, just coming to move, like that's what you need. Like, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with doing that, but also that's not what the program is about. So when, when it is possible, when you can scale in a way that's going to continue to push you forward in developing more fitness and then rely on coaches. If you have them, if you have coaches rely on, ask lots of questions because our heads are so full of information that we can't just sit in a class and explain everything because then we'll just, we'll take the whole hour <laughs> and there'll be no workout done. So if you have, if you have questions, ask, ask a coach, let them use their expertise mm-hmm. to, to help guide you. And uh, if they don't, then ask them why. Yeah. Ask the wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you scale Jenny? All the time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, yeah, I do it all the time. You know, but you say that. I also make a lot of notes of how I scale. Mm-hmm. So when workouts come back around, I can see how did I scale. So I can maybe change the scaling or to see have I improved on a skill yeah. based off of that scaling. So I know we've talked about this. Uh, we like to put notes in our, mm-hmm. um, we use beyond the whiteboard about how our workouts are. And that is something else to maybe think about as you're scaling Yeah, is make notes on how did that scaling feel? Mm-hmm. Did you get the right, uh, intention of the workout? Yeah. Was it too easy? Was it yeah. too difficult? That way you can go back and, and look at it. I think that's something that most people don't do is they, I mean, and that's totally fine. People just show up and do the workout like that. Hey, that's yeah. 99% just showing up, <laughs> doing the thing. Like yes. hats off to you. This is not saying if, that if you don't do a little bit of research before the workout that you're not getting out of it what you could. But, but yeah, like if, if something comes up and I know that I've scaled that movement before, I can mm-hmm. through Beyond the Whiteboard, I can search the recents of, of, of workouts that include that movement. And then I can go look at those workouts. I can look at my notes and be like, okay, I scaled it to like, I did pushups. I did them, um, with a bar in the, like elevated or the bar in the, in the rack. And I felt that those were too easy. Um, maybe I'll try them on the floor this time, yep. but, uh, from my knees yeah. or something like that. Like then I can have some, so I'm not just guessing. I think I did it this way last time, but I don't really remember or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, 
taking taking a few minutes just to kind of mm-hmm. familiarize yourself with the can be helpful. But, yeah, absolutely. But also not necessary. Yes. <laughs> anything else? I don't think so. You got anything else rumbling around over there? No, I don't think so. We talked about, I think we've talked about all this, all the how, scaling. Why, what? How, yeah, how, we talked about how, we talked about, we talked about why. Yeah, preserving yep. intent, Great. injury, just because yeah. whatever you're feeling, yep. you're not feeling it the rest of the day. Um, yeah. Anyway, Great. I think that, I think that's it. As a as a reminder, please write a review. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking and how if you're finding this helpful at all. So uh, iTunes is a great place. I think you can leave reviews on Spotify as well if you listen over Spotify. Um, but yeah, please please leave a review. We would love some feedback. We'd also uh, entertain questions or topics. Ooh. So you can send me an email, Clayton at timberandsteelgym.com. Please send us questions, comments, topics. And we'll get them on the schedule and help you out as much as we can. Anything else, Jenny? No. Okay. Have a great Friday. Have a great Friday. (laughs) 